Happy Waiver Wire Tuesday, Whisper Nation. Jumping on here. Sorry about the slight delay, but we're here. We're going to give you guys the key pieces off the waiver wire that you're going to want to go and get this week. Pick them up. Place a WAB favor, uh, WAB budget waiver wire pickup for them. Or are any of these players worth your number one waiver wire priority? If you're still in that, we're going to let you know that and more all on this episode of the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. That's right. We're doing the waiver wire, as Johnny said. But if you like fresh fantasy football content, hit that like, hit that subscribe, help join the nation. We're talking waiver wires. You know it's Tuesday. We had to get going on this. Johnny, big waiver wire week. couple key injuries happening uh, to my boy, David Montgomery, the bromance yeah. for this year going down. You had to jinx him, weeks. dude. Had yeah, to jinx him. It's, not it's okay. Good. It's at least a we can count our blessings because at least it's not the season. I will take this. I will take four to five weeks all day, all every season over a season ending injury all day, any year. Yeah. Give it to me. We we got we we got very lucky. We got very lucky. This is the the Nick Chubb injury from last year. And here's what's nice about it. I want to, I, I got to, we got to like paint some positive positivity here on this waiver yeah. wire Tuesday. The, to the be fair, Johnny's trying to paint this no. positivity because he's dealing with the injury himself. I mean, uh, I am, I am dealing with the, the, the injury myself, but I, and I, you know, I'll tell Whisper Nation what my thought process is right now and what I'm running through. Because do I have Damien right now? No. Is Damien available on the waiver? He is. But we've already got league mates talking about completely upbidding him. And I'm like, I'm not about that life. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about Damien Williams here in just a second. How much you should bid on him and all that excitement. I'll toss it over to Big Travi. But one thing I just want to note. So uh, Chicago Bears have a buy in week 10. So that's why we're expecting him back in week 11. It's a four to five week injury. Doubt that they bring him back just for one game before the bye week. Uh, but you never know. We'll see how this heals up. But expected as of right now that he'll be back by uh, the by after their week, right? So not terrible, though, because so you got the Raiders next week. Okay, not a, uh, then you got the Packers. That was actually a pretty solid matchup. Then you got the Buccaneers and the 49ers, then the Steelers, and then their bye. So, and then he'll come back for the Ravens. Then he gets the Lions, and this stretch is beautiful. Like, Ravens, Lions, Arizona Cardinals, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks to close out, and then the Giants to close out the season. So he is not missing the most important part. He's probably missing the hardest stretch of his season, which would have been the next couple of weeks. So it's not necessarily detrimental uh, to not have David Montgomery in in through those weeks. But Travis, do you wanna do you wanna weigh in on this real quick? Um and then we'll dive into the meat and potatoes of the show. I just want to kind of yeah start I off mean, with I, some positivity. It's always here. it's always relative to your roster and how long you want to hold. It's relative if you have IR spots. They're obviously going to put him on the IR because it's a three week IR and they're going to be able to do so. So that'll make him eligible for your IR and fantasy. Um, if you've got the IR spot, I think he's a great hold. He's one of the guys to hold. If you don't and you're sitting there with a bad record and you want to try and offload him, you can use what Johnny's saying right here, what Johnny's laid out in this schedule to unload Dave Montgomery. 
say, look, he's going to miss some of the, his toughest matchups. You're a contender right now. You're three and one. You're four and zero. Oh. I am looking to give you this for your playoff stretch and your stretch down the field. You know, yep. down the the. Just give me some return for RB two, RB three value I can use right now uh, in these next four to five weeks. Now, if you have a waiver priority. Damian Williams will mm-hmm. need to be picked up immediately. If you have, you know, 30 to 40% of your WAB available, you know, Damian Williams needs to be picked up uh, immediately. This mm-hmm. is just uh, a man who's been a journeyman, a man who's come in when other when other backs in HUD of him have been injured, who's been an RB1 in that span when he played for Kansas City, uh, did big things for them, is a pass-catching back. That's his specialty. Um, there's just so much here working towards Damian Williams. And then instead, last week, Rat ripped off like 6.8 yards per carry. Yeah. So like the guy looked good in a good matchup. So that's what we want. Yes, there is the Tampa Bay matchup sitting there. But other than that, Johnny, even the Vegas matchup, which, you know, on paper was yeah. good till they played Austin Eckler. Yeah. You know, San Francisco, not really as scared of them as I have been in years. Pats Pittsburgh, same thing. Just these defenses aren't what they used to be. Um, so I'm not sitting here looking like they're, I'm so scared of any of these matchups. Any concern with um, the potential quad injury to Damien? He did pull, get So they said it was the a thigh that? bruise. Or, That's what yeah. I've read so far. So it's a thigh bruise. They said he should be ready to go. All reports have said he's been ready to go. The big thing about Damien Williams, man, people were gushing in Chicago over Damien Williams, right, wrong, or indifferent. They loved mm-hmm. that they didn't have to put basically Corderell Patterson in as their backup. Like oh, they were how dare you? disrespect his name like that having to do that last year because he's not a true running back and and damian williams is a guy that was a true running back and and can be for them i just want to mention really quick to everyone joining the show and watching live right now we appreciate all of you for joining us we will get to your questions at the end of the show so stick around keep asking we'll work our way through them uh but we do want to get to the meat and potatoes of the show first we'll get through all of our waiver wire guys and then we'll jump into uh these ad drop questions uh for whisper nation specifically so hang around Keep dropping those questions in the comments. Let us know what you need, uh, and we'll get to those questions at the end of the show. As always, if you're new to our channel, please hit that subscribe. Hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content, which is daily during the season. And we go live constantly to help you out, Whisper Nation, get those Ws. So without further ado, let's jump right into this. Now, I do want to remind our our listeners that – we are going to I'll sh- I'll just mention these guys briefly because the guys that we're going to talk about on this show are guys that are rostered in less than 50% of sleeper leagues. Uh, so we will just touch on the guys that are over 50% rostered on uh, sleeper leagues. And if they are available in your league, these guys automatically become the number one waiver wire priority for you before any of the guys that we're going to talk about here. And that is Mike Jacecki, LaVisca Chenault, Oh, my boy, LaVisca, or your boy, LaVisca, too, uh, getting that spot with Chark out. Man, I lost Chark and Monty this week. What a bummer. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, 67%. Michael Carter, 65%. The fantasy glitch, Cordero Patterson, 73%. He would be my number one. Uh, Zach Moss, 79%. Another good one. Uh, Jared Cook, 59%. Darnell Mooney finally having a breakout game at 56%. Devontae Parker at 52 And Dawson Knox at 50% exactly not being able to make this cutoff for the tight end position. But we did talk about Dawson Knox last week during the waiver wire show. So 
make sure if those guys are on your waiver wire, those are your priorities. Uh, we talked about Damian Williams. We That was number one on our list for this week. We're going to talk about number two here, Travis. Kenneth Gainwell, Philadelphia Eagles. He's rostered on 44% of sleeper leagues. He did get in for the touchdown uh, this this week. He had a another solid week of, of production. What What's going on with Miles Sanders asking for a friend? What is going on? Are we are we getting worried over there? Are we hitting the panic button? All things in sign should point to Miles Sanders having a better day than what he had or or better season so far than what he's had. Is he a buy low candidate right now? Are you buying heavily into uh, uh, Gainwell or what what are your thoughts on this big Travi? Yeah, so I actually don't think I I, I wouldn't mind going to scoop up uh, Miles Sanders as a buy low. Obviously, you got Carolina this week, then Tampa Bay. But then if you look at seven, eight, and nine, those weeks, seven, eight, nine, Las Vegas, Detroit, and the Los Angeles Chargers. So three very juicy matchups that are sitting on the horizon there. The reason Gainwell makes it on here, though, Johnny, is he has four or more targets in the last two games. He's got nine catches over the last two weeks, over 90 yards receiving over the last two weeks. They're using him in the passing game regardless. He's going to have some PPR standalone value right now. Um, and I just think that's somebody you should pick up that can be involved no matter what the game script is. And then if we see something happen to Miles Sanders, Gainwell is going to be a guy that they use as, as more of a bell cow. Remember, this is not the same you know, regime, coaching regime that drafted Miles Sanders. They drafted Kenneth Gainwell. This is their mm-hmm. guy. They kind of use him in the two-minute drill, the, you know, and they're coming from behind in a lot of these games. The The offense just isn't as good as we thought it was going to be, or the team isn't as good as we thought it was going to be, and this is a team that is going to need to lean on its weapons, and Gainwell has become one of those in the passing game. Definitely um, think better days are ahead for Miles Sanders, but I, again, to your point, Travis, one, Kenneth Gainwell is kind of the guy that they they chose, right? But also look at, you talked about the coaching staff, which I think is important. The coaching staff comes from Indianapolis. And what do we see in Indianapolis? We see them use two running backs mostly, right? You've got the passing down guy in Naheem Hines, a.k.a where I think Gainwell is going, right, in that position. And then you have Jonathan Taylor, which I think is the Miles Sanders role. And so I think that that's why I'm buying in on Miles Sanders as a potential guy who could turn it around and really start to get it together. Um, but again, there is some caution because it's not quite the, the as good offensive line or offensive system kind of thing. But I think it's kind of like a poor man system there. So do like the Kenneth Gainwell pickup, uh, especially if you need a running back stash there, because I do think if anything were to happen to Kenneth Gain or excuse me, Miles Sanders, Gainwell would take over. A lot more. You would get Boston Scott involved, but yeah, and it's like this: Damian Williams, the guy you can plug and play right now. Damian Williams is the only guy on the running backs we're going to talk about that you're feeling confident putting into your lineup right away. And then if you look at the other guys, and you guys will see the article when it comes out later today. Apologize for the delay on that. Kenneth Gainwell, Samaj P. Ryan, Daryl Williams, Alex Collins—they're all working in tandem. They're all, you know, they're all, you know, change of pace backs. They're not guys I'm going to run to the waivers to go get but I've listed them in that priority because one Gainwell has the role now, you know, and two, like the pass catching in PPR is going to be enough to float you some weeks. If you have pops from your other positions, we've seen sometimes that the RB two RB three, you just need somewhere in between five and 10 points Mm -hmm. sometimes. And if you can float that in a week where you're trying to just get a win, that could be 
um, you know, pretty, pretty beneficial to you. So that's where, where I, where I come from with Gainwell. Um, just quickly, we don't have to spend a lot of time on the other guys. Samaj P. Ryan's just a preliminary or a, um, you know, get ahead of the curve pickup here because Joe Mixon dealing with some sort of ankle deal. Uh, they said day to day, not week to week, which is what you like to hear. Yeah. Um, I think he'll probably be fine and give it a go, but something to monitor and a sneaky play to pick up P Ryan in case Mixon aggravates that injury, either in practice or in the game. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Chris Evans was going to be that backup. Um, he looked good in the preseason, but yeah, so far it's been, I don't think the that P they Ryan. like him between the tackles. Cincinnati's at a real weird juncture right now. I believe mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, they were, we're trying to ease Joe Burrow into, you know, playing a little bit more and, and opening it up because of his knee and they wanted to keep him, you know, yeah. upright and protected. They started running a lot more, right? They ran just basically Joe Mixon was their bell cow. They ran the whole offense through him. We're seeing that that may be dinged up Joe Mixon. He's got the ankle thing. And then we saw them play Jacksonville where they really did open it up. Joe Burrow finally got going. So we'll see how this offense changes now. If Burrow's fully comfortable, if the Bengals are comfortable rolling him out there, that actually could mean that Chris Evans is a guy that you want to pick up over Piran because I do believe Chris Evans will have a role in the pass catching. If Joe Mixon Mm -hmm. goes down, I think it'll be a split. And it's just one of those things that we roll with. But he had to be mentioned here just because of, you know, the ankle issue. And then Derek, Darren, Daryl Williams, Johnny and and Alex Collins, pretty much similar situation. Both CEH and Chris Carson aren't going anywhere. We don't believe that they're going to cede any work to these guys. But in certain situations where they come in, they have been effective with the touches they get. Daryl Williams obviously scored the touchdown. Should anything happen? To your boy CEH, Johnny, I believe Daryl Williams would be the first in line. Um, I know we've talked about McKinnon. Um, we've talked about McKinnon before, but I believe it actually is Daryl Williams. They just trust him more. The offense, you know, Andy Reid does trust Daryl Williams. He's been around for a while for that team. And then Alex Collins is another guy that, you know, Pete Irishman. Loves. Yeah, yeah, Pete Carroll loves Alex Collins, man. Yeah. Um, and he has rattled off some big runs in very limited snaps. Um, I just think he's worth an ad right now if you're the Chris Carson owner, especially. Appreciate uh, that insight there, Travis. Uh, once again, want to thank all of you who are tuning in right now. Yeah, just give a leaving quick comments. Shout out here. Yeah, Jersey giving. Day, Mr. Miyagi, want to say what's up? Tom Ashton, Vapi, Bobzi, uh, Zira. We've got you guys. We're going to yeah. answer these questions for re- for sure. Bruising coming in here. We're going to answer these. Yeah. We just want to get through some of the waiver wire. Uh, you know, nuggets here that we have, and then we'll get to the questions at the end. So stick around, hit that subscribe, hit that bell so you get notified anytime that we drop new content. Going for 3K subscribers. Let's go. Let's go. go. Help us get us there. Help get us there. All right. Uh, jumping over to the wide receivers here, Travis. Um, uh, or I, yeah. Jumping over to the wide receivers, we'll, we'll, I'll list off a bunch of drop candidates uh, after we get through this uh, to give you. Um, okay, wide receivers. We got AJ Green back to back games now with a touchdown, has scored a touchdown in two out of three games so far this season. And, um, or excuse me, he didn't get, yeah, he, did. he got a touchdown last week. Yeah. Um, so, touchdown in two out of three games. He's filling in that Christian Kirk role. We saw that Christian Kirk role last year have some significant value there. 
uh, talking or hearing Cliff Kingsbury after the game talk about uh, AJ Green and what he brings to this offense and and just how he's able to stretch the field and he's so big that Kyler can just toss it up. That was the problem with Christian Kirk last year is they were running those same routes, but Christian Kirk's much smaller. So when Kyler would do the toss ups, it wasn't so 50 50. It was uh, a lot less significant than that. And so uh, AJ Green really coming on strong. We we heard that he had a, a, a solid preseason, had that connection with Kyler Murray. Does this continue? Do you have more and more confidence in putting A.J. Green as a wide receiver three? Is he that second most confident player that you're starting for Arizona? Or do you th- still think it's going to be kind of a carousel on like the second kind of uh, person who goes off in this bes- behind DeAndre Hopkins? So, Johnny, we had talked about week four being this barometer, right? It was like the Mm -hmm. time that we'd know because we had a month worth of data. So when we look at A.J. Green, he's the perfect study case because he's had six targets in every single game. In the first two weeks, Johnny, he only caught 50% of his targets, right? Five catches on, well, I mean, less than 50%. Five catches on 12 targets through two weeks, right? He did get a touchdown in there, kind of buoyed his weeks. But then we look at what's happened. He's warmed up. The chemistry's really solidified. He's caught 83 or more percent of his passes over the last two weeks. Five out of six targets last week. Five out of six targets this week. A touchdown this week after 67 yards. 112 uh, you know, yards last week. This is an offense that you want pieces of, and you especially, I don't know how you could say you wouldn't want A.J. Green over every other wide receiver not named DeAndre Hopkins. And really right now, He's getting more consistent looks than Hopkins in the offense. Now, I don't think that will always continue, but here's the key, Johnny. Over 79% of the snaps in all four games, never seen a game below six targets, and only since week week one, he's had 13 or more PPR fantasy points in three straight games. He's here to stay. As long as he's healthy, he's going to run upwards of 80% of the snaps for this team, which is something you want on a team that's scoring about 31 points per game. And he is a guy that we know is a big body, is a red zone threat. Um, if you can tell me that A.J. Green's going to get six targets and catch 80% of them in this, you know, going forward, there's not going to be any surprise when he's a wide receiver two in standard and a wide receiver three in PPR, which is exactly where he is right now. I just got to I just got to say. You know, I just got to say that we talked about this. You and I both talked about AJ Green and we talked about versus Julio and we got so much flack and people said we were stupid. We didn't know what we were talking about. Why would we ever do this? Look at this. AJ Green, wide receiver 21 in standard, wide receiver 31 in PPR. Where's Julio? And I understand Julio missed this last week, so he doesn't have the same amount of but Julio has not caught three touchdowns. He's not, he's, he almost caught one. So a yeah. uh, uh, very good point there. AJ Green doing his thing. I don't I mean, think I mean I, this just extends even to his team. And I, you asked, yeah. is he the one that I want? And, it, and yes. And the bottom line is because Rondell Moore is not running enough of the snaps for me. I love him. I think he's a great talent. He's not running yeah. enough of the snaps. Same with Christian Kirk, who's eating into each other's snaps there. Yes, AJ Green is the secondary piece I want. But we'll also talk about my boy Max Williams. Uh, later. Yeah, Max. Yeah, I, I do like Max. Uh, I do want to note Rondell, forty-two percent second highest snap share uh, last week uh, against the Rams. So uh, continue monitoring 
hit Rondales because I do believe as the season goes on, they will continue to give him more in snaps and give him more reps. Uh, and I do think he becomes like that third option over Christian Kirk. Um, and, and so that is definitely something to monitor. But again, like you said, I do think AJ Green is probably the second one as of right now that you want uh, for that receiving core for Arizona. Uh, next on our list, coming in at roster only 44%. Is it time? Is it? Are you going to rush out, Travis, and get your boy, Hunter Renfro, uh, who just continues to be this steady Eddie in this offense and just get, he just puts up fantasy points, whether we like it or not, whether we want to root for him or not. He bro, just puts I, out work. Wait till you guys read the article because the only reason he's number two on this list is that absolute wood that he laid on Dude, that fake punt. How big was that? That was the play of the game. First, first play of, of all, the game. Yes. First of all, the instincts he had to go do that. Second of all, the way he just, I mean, what a tactician in that hit and then just dislodged the ball. Perfect hit. Yeah, I love it. They're going to show that on like on one of those NFL films on like this is the proper tackle. Yeah, real talk. Hunter Renfrey does Hunter Renfro does not get any points for that tackle. No. But he is getting points for averaging eight targets a game, averaging around 60 yards a game. And over the last two weeks, back-to-back games with touchdowns. He has not seen less than double-digit PPR fantasy points. But it doesn't just stop at PPR, Johnny. Yes, he's the wide receiver 23 in PPR. He's the wide receiver 24 in standard, and that is behind the fact that he gets targeted. They look for him. You look at that big, crucial third down they had, or fourth down, was it? It was third. It was third before they missed the field goal last night. And they looked to Renfro, but he was doubled. If a defense is doubling Hunter Renfro, then the defense knows how important Hunter Renfro is to the Raiders. And that should give you some talks here. Look, I tried for two weeks to put Hunter Renfro on the honorable mention section. Last week, I had to get him up there in the real deal. I said, look, you got to go grab him because it's not going away. We're now four weeks in. It's not going away. We have to go ahead and and get that and get Hunter Renfro in our lineups here, um, or at least on our teams. Um, and he's rostered just too low right now, forty four percent. So get him. Uh, appreciate Jersey Jay saying uh, he he jumped in. He was on the live stream last night. Appreciate you. We had we had a good time. We were watching yeah. the game, talking through it. That hit with us phenomenal though. That was like one of the best plays of that whole game. All right, moving on here to the rest of these wide receivers. We'll break them down real quick. Uh, Van Jefferson, Los Angeles Rams, roster only thirteen percent. Sleeper leagues, Khalif Raymond, Detroit Lions wide receiver seems to be a different wide receiver each week uh, yeah. for the Detroit Lions. Can we? But I will get- say for Raymond, he's now ran seventy five percent snaps or more in three of the four Lion games, eight or more fantasy points in in those same three games. 10 targets last week, six targets this week, two touchdowns this week. Something is brewing there with Khalif Raymond. Uh, we thought it might have been Cephas, but Raymond's somebody to keep on your mind. On your Look, we know they're going to have to throw. They're going to be doing it all year. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody could establish themselves. So I think Khalif Raymond's a deep, deeper PPR league ad right now, and he's, he's definitely worth it. Let me just ask you, I know this isn't that type of show, but I'm going to bring it up. You know, I got to Hawkinson. Are you are you worried about Hawkinson now? Uh, Back to back games struggling. Are you trying to target him right now? Do you see the wide receiver stepping up a little bit more than we thought? And actually, this offense not running through TJ Hawkinson. 
this will be interesting to monitor because they did play. If you look at back to back weeks, they played Baltimore and Chicago. And like I know Chicago's mm-hmm. defense hasn't been what we thought it was going to be, but still very talented, especially in the linebacker area. And so what I'm seeing is that Baltimore and Chicago have been able to neutralize Hawkinson, which then mm-hmm. allows for other players to get involved. Khalif Raymond specifically over the last two weeks. So, yeah, I think when he fa- he's not going to be matchup proof. But the problem with tight end is. None of these guys are matchup proof, really, um, except for Travis Kelsey, maybe even Darren Waller. You could talk about a even little bit. Even Travis there. Kelsey, man, the last two weeks, disappointing. Right. So, again, we're just seeing, like, what what's the alternative, Johnny? You're going to get out and, and drop Hawkinson or, or play somebody over Hawkinson on the waiver? I don't think no. you could do it. Now, you could try to trade out of Hawkinson. You know, maybe you picked up a waiver guy like Dawson Knox and you want to ride that the rest of the year and you want to get out of Hawkinson for an RB or a a top-tier wide receiver. I can see it, okay, because you're going to see the volatility here. What we were really hoping after two weeks was Hawkinson was going to be volatility-proof because they were Mm -hmm. just going to have to run the offense through him. What we're seeing after four weeks is I don't think that's going to be the case, but I do think he's going to have major spiked weeks. The usage is all there. He's running routes on on a lot of the high percentage that we like to see out of our elite tight end. So, yeah, still a great option at tight end, but I I would understand – just be smart. Don't be ditching Hawkinson just because right. he gave you two down weeks. I'm going to look into all of that, and I'll, and I'll tweet it out. So if you're not following Travis or I, at Johnny Game Time, Johnny underscore Game Time, or at Big Travis TFW on Twitter, I'm going to look into uh, the consistency charts for um, – for uh now now i'm blanking on 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 his name for kittle a couple of years ago because this is that's kind of where we were projecting you know the kittle's breakout year with hawkinson to see how many games he didn't finish with 10 that year and then i'll tweet that out just because i want to know if they if kittle had because i do want to say that kittle did have some bad weeks that that year and still was able to finish I think people forget that when you're not one or two really in tight end, you're going to have spiked weeks and low weeks. And that's just what Mm -hmm. the position is. And I think that's where we're at with Hawkinson is we're just not seeing the impervious um, scoring that we wanted when we, when we first, you know, got it. Yeah. All right. Last two uh, wide receivers on this list. We'll just quickly shout out real quick. And then we'll get to these tight ends, these exciting tight ends here. Uh, We got Randall Cobb. Getting on the board, we talked about Randall Cobb uh, last week on the matchup breakdown, and saying uh, that we didn't think Cobb to be heavily involved in this matchup. And then, well, he was. He had a monster day game, so uh, he became the wide receiver too for them uh, for yesterday. Are you projecting him to be consistent, or is this uh, just a deeper kind of stash? He's definitely the bottom of the wide receiver barrel here when I look at these guys that are available um, because I, I think the volatility, you'll never know which week it'll probably happen. But it is worth noting that when James Jones came on late for the Packers and reunited with Aaron Rodgers, there was some love there. There were some touchdowns there. There could be some red zone usage there. I think what I would never I don't think I'm going to go and run to pick up Randall Cobb, but I think it's worth noting that if you're in a deeper league, should MVS's injury linger on, should some other injuries happen? You know, remember, Aaron Jones, a little dinged up in this game could have been another reason why uh, what's going on. So I, I would I, you know, as a Packer fan, I'm hesitant to go out and be like, oh, yeah, Cobb is going to be the resurgent person mm-hmm. that he was before. I still think he's a tertiary piece, but he's definitely a guy worth noting here in the waiver wire. 
All right. We uh, now that we have this here, I'll add or I'll ask you some questions, Travis, on some players that you would add and drop for any of these wide receivers or running backs. Okay, and then we'll jump into the tight ends and and quarterbacks. Okay, um, let's go. Tyson Williams. Are you dropping Tyson Williams for any of these guys? Oh yes, pretty much. Uh, Damian Williams, I would drop Tyson Williams for Damian Williams, and I'd drop him for, let me look at these wide receivers again, A.J. Green, Hunter Renfro, and Van Jefferson and Khalif Raymond, I think. Okay. Tyson Williams, a healthy scratch is not a good sign. No, <laughs> you know, no it's it not isn't. not a good sign. I think it's time to cut bait on Tyson Williams and just about – and realistically, of those guys in the running back, like just thinking about it now, if you want to take a better shot on that than Tyson Williams, since you can't really start Tyson right now, I don't mind you going to pick up a bench project in some of these other guys too. Yeah, we have a question here. Someone dropped Latavius last week. Who should I pick from waiver wire? I, I'll drop Chuba, pick Latavius, Damian, Gainwell, or Connor PPR format. I think I would... I would keep Chuba over those Yeah, I would guys. keep Chuba. I, I wouldn't keep him over Damian Williams, I think. But I, I would try to drop somebody else to keep Chuba and Damian Williams. Like, go get Damian Williams right now. Yeah, I would try because to. Because actually, Chuba, I could, I could understand dropping Chuba for Damian Williams, Johnny. And I only say that because I think we're going to see CMC back before before, you know, uh, before Dave Montgomery, and so like I think you're going to get more usage out of Damian Williams than you are Chuba Hubbard. And the other thing was is they started using that guy Smith, uh, the running back Smith, in the passing game over mm. Chuba in that Dallas game. So Damian Williams is kind of a guy that's locked in, I think, more than Chuba Hubbard uh, for usage right now. I would try to trade Chuba before just letting him off the waiver because yeah, people you can even get Wob out of the CMC yeah. for for Chuba. Yeah, hundred percent like that. Uh, okay, a couple more names here uh, before we uh, on who you would drop. Would you drop Will Fuller for any of these guys? Oh yeah, Will Fuller can go bye bye. Yeah, you could be Fuller, dropped, dropped him. Uh, broke a finger, and I think you need your hands to catch in the NFL. Pretty sure. Yeah, not and he's not been him. doing well so far. So and um, Brissett, you know, you got that situation. It's just not. He's not. Brissett's not a guy that's going to unload and get you the Will Fuller points you want. You know. Exactly. Uh, Sony Michelle, are you dropping Sony for any of these guys? Wow, Sony Michelle just relegated right I back. Oh, dude, here. that was a shocker. That uh, was. If you were the Daryl Henderson owner, or I wouldn't drop Sony just yet. And who are we asking over? Over who? Uh, any of these guys over Sony, over Sony. So I think, let me see if I was writing the waiver riot wire and I could put Sony in here, I would put Sony in. Uh, Sony would be number two. So I think Damian Williams, I would uh, go drop Sony four, but that's about it. I think he's yeah. a good project to keep because Henderson's not the model of health. Okay. And we've seen that when Henderson was out, Unfortunately for Michelle, he had a bad matchup against Tampa Bay because his 20 carries would have equated to a lot more against other teams. Mm -hmm. um, so Sony's still worth the keep. Like, let's keep on to Sony because Henderson could go down and then you'd have something there. Uh, but I understand having to go get production now, which is what Damian Williams would be. So I wouldn't mind dropping him for Damian Williams. On the All wide right. receiver side, A.J. Green, you could drop Sony for A.J. Green. You need wide receiver help. You could drop him for uh, Hunter Renfro as well, especially in PPR. Last wide receiver here. Are you dropping Tim Patrick? Timmy P. Ninety-two percent snap share. Of, yeah, getting a lot of questions about Patrick because he. Oh, well, well, and guys, three for remember, six for thirty-nine Teddy yards. Teddy Bridgewater got concussed in this game. 
Yeah, that's so the like big... That's a big reason why you're seeing a dip in Patrick's production is that we had our guy Drew Locke, Johnny's boy Drew Locke came in uh, and was just slinging it all over the place, none of which was to the actual receivers. Um, right. Yeah, I would hold on to Patrick. I would drop AJ. I would drop Patrick for AJ Green, but I think I would keep him over Renfro unless I was in PPR. PPR okay. would be the cutoff. I, I would drop Patrick for Renfro in PPR, but that's about it. I think Patrick belongs right there. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, getting over to uh, the tight ends here. Got some exciting tight ends for you this week. Three of them. Usually we only do two, but we're giving you an extra one this week. Uh, we got Dalton Schultz, Dallas Cowboys, or my boy Dalton Schultz, uh, who rostered on 6% of Sleeper Leagues, really coming alive uh, over the last couple of weeks. Max Williams, my boy from uh, with two X's uh, from Arizona Cardinals, roster only 4% of Sleeper Leagues. Then Tyler Conklin, Minnesota Vikings tight end, roster on 24% of leagues, have really gained a lot of targets over the last couple of weeks. So, Travis, of these three, breakdown you know, what you like about these guys and why you have them in the order that you do. Yeah, well, Dalton Schultz, it's, it's pretty simple. Upwards of 70% of the snap share in every game this year. Uh, over the last two weeks, though, Johnny, 15 targets at the tight end position is gold. Uh, 12 catches on those targets, over 138 yards total in the last two weeks. And Johnny, three touchdowns in the last two weeks. Even in a game where Blake Jarwin got into the touch into the end zone, Dalton Schultz still was productive, still posted numbers, and he is now the tight end four in PPR, the tight end five in standard, and he's on a team where, look, Michael Gallup goes down. They don't care. They're going to roll their tight ends out there. In fact, it looks like in the pecking order that it goes the tight ends, then Amari Cooper, then C.D. Lamb, and that's not great news for C.D. Lamb, truthers, right now that they are using so much of the tight end, and it's not good news for us that love this offense as – a high flying offense because they're doing what they need to do to win. And part of that is going to the safe check down, going to the smart option. And that has been Dalton Schultz um, for them. And so, and even, you know, Blake Jarwin in some, in some circles. Um, so, yeah, I just think Dalton Schultz is worth an ad. He's the number one tight end. I would get out there. Um, and, and I was trying to decide because I couldn't write about Dawson Knox. Right. And I was trying to decide if I would rank Dawson Knox ahead of Schultz. And I actually think I'm going to rank Schultz ahead, and I think the reason is is that there's more, there's more production in the offense right now. And I know Schultz. I mean, I know Knox is scoring touchdowns. I mean, he has like four touchdowns on the year, mm. but they've all come like th that. That's basically booing his value. Mm -hmm. And I think Schultz is somebody that's going to get targets and touchdowns in this offense. So mm -hmm. that's somebody I would go pick up. And so again, you know, talking about Hawkinson, bringing it back in a little full circle here. You pick up a Dalton Schultz and you're in dire need. Maybe you went zero RB and none of these guys are hitting for you. Maybe you went zero RB and you spent a bunch of money on Elijah Mitchell mm -hmm. and you're sitting there like, I need a running back. And you could get Hawkinson off your lineup for a running back, a RB2 value or more. Maybe you could go get Miles Sanders for Hawkinson. I think that might be worth it, Johnny, to, to ride Dalton Schultz or one yeah. of these guys off the waiver and then go get a running back for him. Yeah, because when you're starting to talk about that would be difficult for I I do really like Hawkins, but but to your point, if you can pick up a guy who's gonna get you a safe floor, right? Um, and and you're able to turn that other tight end piece into a running back, I think you do it. Like that's hard to do. And I We're think we're gonna get 
a couple of these guys a year, right, Johnny? That like right. pick up off waiver the tight Tanyan, end, the, yeah, yeah. That, that are going to stick. And right now, it looks like it might be Knox and Schultz as the guys that are going to stick a little bit. Maybe even Max Williams, who we'll talk about next. The, I don't the, know. I think, the thing, I think it might be worth it if you can the, get RB two value, wide receiver two value, or more, and you need that on your squad. I think I would go do that. Oh, dude, I got to mention now that you brought I got to mention this because it was probably one of the highlights of last night. So we were live streaming. Right. And someone and Austin, you know, he hits them with the oh, if you can get a, an RB one for for this guy, then do it. Or if you can get a RB a wide receiver one for this guy, do it. You know, and I'm like sitting I'm like, dude. Why like why are we saying to do this when like you're not going to be able to pull that off? Like that's re- and sure enough, to my to my dismay, someone can't dude, someone got DK Metcalf for Debo Samuel last night on the stream. Oh, wow. And uh, dude, we were cha- we were so excited. We were like, smash that, you'll get it now. He accepted it. So someone traded Debo for DK last night. Bravo right. to him. That's what we love. Yeah. That's the stuff that we that love doing. So high. Yeah, that's the best part of our jobs right there is when we help people with that. Uh, okay, last person on this tight end list we got to talk about uh, is Tyler Coughlin. Oh, wait, do, do we talk about Max Williams yet? No, we didn't. No. Uh, let me just jump in briefly with both of these guys here. Yeah, Max is going to be very volatile, but mm-hmm. we see in this offense that he's worth a shot. I think he's going to be mostly that bye week filler, that streamer for you um, when your guy is on by or hurt or whatever, but keep Max Williams on your radar. Keep him. If you have the bench spot to keep him on there, he's ran, um, you know, last week was crazy. He only ran 58% of the routes, uh, or snaps, but previously to that 75% or more in the three games before that, um, he's now had three catches or more in his last three games, um, over 60 yards in two of the last three, a touchdown last week, and 16 or more PPR fantasy points in two of the last three. So Max Williams is, is emerging on the radar as somebody that could be back end tight end one this year. And in yeah. that offense, I want to be investing in pieces. He's at least running more snaps than uh, running on more snaps than some of the wide receivers on the team right now. So that's something you want to look at. Yeah, uh, an interview, listen to an interview with uh, Coach Cliff yesterday, and they asked him about this specifically. Like last year, we had Max Williams. He got some targets, wasn't really a consistent piece in this offense, but this year it seems to be, and they asked him about it, and they said that Max Williams is really taking a step forward. He's a really underrated tight end. They really like him, and he's becoming a, a nice little safety blanket for uh, a guy like uh, uh, Kyler Murray, and sure, he's not the number one option. He's very similar to Knox in that sense, right? Like, he's not going to be the number one, two, or three option. He's going to be the safe checkdown option. And sometimes in an offense that's overly crowded, and I think that that's also what's kind of happening with Dallas, is that there are so many weapons on the outside that teams are are keying in on. The the C.D. Lamb, the Amari Cooper, that it lost in the shuffle are these, like, middling tight ends that are solid tight ends, but they're getting lost in the shuffle. So they end up being open because teams are so worried about covering the wide receivers that all of a sudden you have these wide open lanes for these tight ends. And that's what I think we're seeing again. They're a little bit more volatile. They're going to be uh, from week to week because of that factor. But at the same time, they can have mega blow up games because of uh, certain matchups and, and what they're doing, what teams are doing with the wide receiver core there. So definitely like that one. You want to touch on any on Tyler Conklin? Conklin's just here because, yes, last week wasn't a great week. So he but doesn't he still, get fined? 
Yeah, exactly. That he still ran over 75% of the routes, 85% of the snaps last week. Uh, six mm-hmm. targets last week, only 18 yards. Not a great week. He probably sunk your lineup in a well, maybe it's tight end. Yeah. But I just wanted to say that he's still on the PPR radar here because of the fact that he's running so many routes and he's on this team, excuse me, in Minnesota that's going to throw a ton. So like definitely uh, a tier below the other guys we talked about. All right, uh, Robert Tunyon. You dropping Robert Tunyon for any of these guys? For Schultz and uh, for Schultz and for Knox, if he's available, I know he's at fifty percent. I would. Max Williams is not a guy I would drop Tunyon for just yet because I think Tunyon's going to have spiked weeks like Max Williams is going to have. Um, but yeah, Lo- Logan Thomas. You dropping Logan Thomas? For... Yeah, it looks like he might be out multiple weeks, right? So I, yeah. I think you could drop him for any of these guys if you needed to fill. Um, okay, and then Cameron Brait. You dropping? Yeah, I mean, Cameron Bright was a popular ad because Gronk was out. But again, this offense uses so many different weapons. I don't think that Bright's anything special to this offense. He's not going to be like somebody they're looking to as the secondary or even tertiary piece for them. All right. Uh, last section here for those quarterback streaming people. And uh, the we- most important section, because even though Damian even Williams, though even Damian though Damian Williams, Williams is somebody you got to go, up. yeah, you got to go pick him up and everybody's going to tell you he's the number one pickup. I am telling you that the number one pickup, if you need any kind of quarterback help, is Trey M.F. Lance. Last week in a, you know, in a game where he barely got in there, he ran 51% of the snaps, uh, 51. Yeah. He was in on 51% of the snaps because of the calf injury to Jimmy G, which I will just say this. We are not sure if the calf injury is going to keep Jimmy G out. I would bet that it does, but Shanahan to his credit did say he doesn't know if he can, he might be able to make it back, but on only 18 attempts where he only completed nine of them, only 50%, he still scored two touchdowns and he scored over 20 fantasy points in four-point touchdown scoring because he ran the ball, Johnny, seven times for 41 yards, okay? This is a guy in Trey Lance that is extremely mobile, extremely lethal. Oh, time to go mobile. Exactly. Has a live arm. What we want out of Justin Fields, we are already getting in half of a game out of Trey Lance. And so that is where I'm at with Trey Lance. He is a league winner, no doubt. If he wins the job and keeps the job, he is a guy that is going to I mean, we know what we have in San Francisco. We've seen it for years. Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard, these guys have come in and made splash plays in this offense. If you can get the offense rolling, this is going to be a big, big pickup for you in fantasy. So please, if you have the bench space, if you are having QB woes like Ryan Tannehill or you invested in Justin Fields as well, um, Trey Lance needs to be owned in, in in all formats right now. Upcoming schedule, a little brutal. Um, but again, with his scrambling and, and things like that, I think he could be okay, but just know this, the schedule is not the easiest. He gets Arizona next week, uh, at Arizona. Then they have a bye. then Indianapolis, who's been decent great. against quarter. No, that's uh, a great matchup. They've been mm-hmm. shredded. Have they? Yeah. Russ went, mm-hmm. Russ went off on him. Uh, Stafford went off on him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They've, they've those been... are like the two best. I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, then you got Chicago, who has been really good against especially rookie court. And then you get Arizona again, then the Rams in week 10. So a little bit of a bumpy ride. But I do think like Tra- uh, like Travis was saying, I'm not even on camera right now. Uh, I, I, like Travis was saying that um, Trey Lance is one of those guys because of, his, because of that kind of Konami code with his legs that he could end up 
you know, having good days, even when the matchup's not that great. So I just had to give you some, some pushback there on the trail. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Col- Colts Rams, both given up over 20 points per game to the position. Uh, they're not, I mean, they're, these are matchups. He's can easily win. And like you said, with just his legs, I, I mean, there's yeah. sure. You can have some hesitation if you don't want to go pick up a quarterback. I think this is the guy you got to go get because he's not a Sam Darnold. He's not a Joe Burrow. He's not a guy that you're going to go pick up and the bottom's going to fall out any week. He's going to float you with his rushing floor, and then he's going to have monster games if he can get the passing going. So that's what we want. I I do like that. Uh, Okay, Uh, last two quarterbacks here, and then we'll jump into the questions. We got Sam Darnold, Carolina Panthers rostered on 44% of leagues. Sam Darnold, dude, uh, leading the league right now in rushing touchdowns, believe it or not, uh, is Sam Darnold. So if you took that rushing bet uh, in Vegas before the the beginning of the season, I bet you it would uh, be paying off mega, mega big. Uh, So Sam Darnold on this list, uh, and then Taylor... Heineke, uh, Washington football team quarterback, roster on just 19% of leagues. So that's another quarterback that you're eyeing uh, for a streamable play this week. Yeah, I mean, both Darnold and, and, and Heineke are great plays. Uh, Heineke is not a guy I would stream exactly this week. They play New Orleans. Um, and But Darnold, I think, against Philly is worth it. Um, I think both of these guys, if you look at them, over 20 points in their last three games. And like you said, Sam Darnold. Kyler Murray and him leading the league and rushing touchdowns right now. So Sam Darnold, yeah. the uh, Konami code and himself. All right. Uh, a couple quarterbacks. I can ask you if you want to drop for any of these quarterbacks really quick. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Derek Carr or Justin yeah, you, Fields. I would drop or all Kirk Cousins. I would drop all. I would drop all four of them for Trey Lance. I would. Yeah. Okay. Trey, Trey Lance. And, and I would. Consider dropping some of them for Sam Darnold, depending on your bye week and things like that. But, um, yeah, Trey Lance, man, gonna All right. gonna really really put up some numbers here. All right, there you have your week five waiver wire pickups for the week. Uh, again, the waiver wire article will be up a little bit later today on thefantasywhispers.com. I will put a link in the description below once that is up. So you can just click on that and check it out. Uh, Big Travis puts that out weekly. So make sure you check that out along with the past weeks because sometimes those guys, you know, you you look at uh, who gets dropped and some of last week's waiver wire guys get dropped this week uh, for that new hotness. So if you're wondering about uh, a player and what we might think, make sure you go check out that because their chances are uh, we have a write up on them. So or Travis does anyway. So make sure you read that. Or hit us up in our Discord. Let us know. Uh, we have a Discord channel. Link is in the description as well. We love answering questions. And Whisper Nation loves having more people in the Discord channel to, to chit-chat about fantasy football. So if you like any of that, make sure you are uh, joining the Discord. All right, now to questions. We appreciate everyone waiting around for these. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us through the show. we got Jersey J saying, okay, fellas, I have Higgins coming back. I need to drop someone by tomorrow. PPR, six point. Uh, Rondale, Patrick, Watkins, Madison, Ingram, or Michelle. I'm doing Watkins. Yeah, I would Sam drop Watkins. Watkins. Like you could even drop Mark Ingram, I think, too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, though it would be between those two. So take your pick. Do you need running back or wide receiver more? Um, mm. and drop the the other guy. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's see. I also need PPR. Uh, I need a PPR back. Gainwell, Baldwin, Collins are all in waivers. Is it okay to drop Michelle, Madison, Moore, or Patrick for any of these guys? Also, Knox as well. Would you drop any of them? 
I would drop Watkins for uh, for Gainwell here. Yeah, um, I think Gainwell in the PPR. If you need that PPR back, yeah, drop Watkins for that. Um, if you need tight end help though more than you need the bench stash at running back, then go drop Watkins for Knox. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's where I would be at with that. Watkins is the guy. It seems like this is the same league that you're going to be willing to drop here. If you need to drop two, I think it would be Ingram and Watkins, and you would go and pick up Knox and uh, and Gainwell like we talked about here. So yeah. He's got one more question. Last question. Jerry Judy could be back week six. Is, uh, is Patrick uh, still a – so I actually think it's going to be more like week seven, week eight for Jerry Judy, because it was six week timeline when they put him on the IR, which was week one. One. So yeah. I think it's going to be around seven or eight, but let's. Uh, let's and it's see. going to probably be a week or two before. I mean, and it could linger throughout the. It was and a the, high yeah, ankle high, high re-injury rate on those. Yeah. It's, it's it's really sticky situation. But what are you yeah. asking here? So Patrick still a keepsake or should I grab Judy and put him in an IR spot? I mean, if you can grab Judy and put him in the IR spot, you'd still be able to keep Patrick, right? Is, right. That be, You're, I would put yeah. him in the IR spot. Yeah, definitely. If you have what him. I would, yeah, what I would do is probably drop, like I would drop Watkins, pick up Jerry Judy, then move him to my IR, then go and pick up another guy. <laughs> Bro, this is hilarious. Mr. Miyagi says, shout out to the Olive Garden for the unlimited soup and salad lunch. Yes. Yes, dude. And gnocchi oh. and the breadsticks. Man, I might just roll over there right dude, now. There, I'll tell you, dude. If Olive John, Garden, you something, go, dude? I, yeah, let's go, dude. I'll hit I like hit up Jada when I'm like, hey, like, what do you feel about going to the Olive Garden tonight? You know, and she's like, man, I'm not she's not a big fan of it, but I love that unlimited soup and salad bowl. Hit me up. Tom Ashton asks, are Cortland Sutton, Jamal Williams holds or drops this week for popular picks? Uh, I would drop. I would drop Jamal Williams for Damian Williams. I would drop. Yeah, I would be willing to do that. That's about it Um, on the running back side of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, After go ahead, Johnny. Right. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, after Monty going down, I'm putting 50%. I still have Eckler, Swift, and now Hunt is going to be in the lineup. Um, I'm Yeah, I think that's fine. If you have Monty, um, then then you, that's okay to do. If you if you don't get them, then it, I think you're still fine. Eckler, Swift, and Hunt is, is fine to rely on until Monty gets back. Putting 50% uh, for your backup running back uh, is, is not... It's not the terrible. I don't know if I would put that much. Uh, I don't plan on putting that much on on Williams. But uh, again, if that's what you, everyone knows what their league kind of does, so you can kind of gauge off of that on whether or not. But again, it's only going to be like a four to five week rental basically, and they don't have the greatest matchups during that. So um, that's why I'm a little bit hesitant on Damian and like going all in on my waiver because it's not the longest uh, stretch there. Hey, fellas, should I trade Zeke for Cook? I don't think I would. Yeah, I'm hesitant to give Zeke up. I think people are trying to say that, though, it's a sell-high opportunity. I don't know how you could say that. This is a guy we drafted in the top five on the way in and then had one bad game against a Tampa Bay team. That was, you know, a tough matchup. They've now had Zeke has now had 16 or more carries in three straight weeks. He's averaged over 4.4 yards per carry in all three of those games. And Johnny, four touchdowns over the last three weeks as well. He's ballooned all the way up to the RB4 and standard and RB6 and PPR, and I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he has over like 
He is number two, I believe, in routes run at the running back position. I have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that is correct. I heard that on a podcast Sunday night. So that is something just to notice that, like, hey, no matter how Pollard looks, Zeke looks good, too. Right. And the other thing that I do, why I think Zeke is still somewhat by low is because people still don't fully believe in this defense, even though this defense is legit. And that's where the thing that's where the whole Zeke kind of narrative gets elevated for me and why I do think he's a buy low because that defense is not going to be as bad. They're not going to be in shootouts like they were last year. Like, sure, Dallas is going to put up points, but then that defense is going to hold offenses to not being able to catch back up like they did last year. Sure, and so yeah. what ends up happening is they become, they run more like they, they right. turn around, hand off the ball to Zeke because they want to chew out this clock. They don't want it a close game. They don't want to come and shoot. I out. think they are. They are so set on winning games. I think they're tired yeah. of being the laughing stock or the team that chokes games away. And they are doing whatever it takes to do that. And I'll tell you right now, if you thought Zeke wasn't, didn't look good and you stopped watching Zeke, go watch the last two games and more specifically watch this Carolina game. This, yeah. This was a team, Johnny, that was really number good one. The they were number one were really total defense the run. Um, and that was because mostly they were a pass funnel. You could get the pass on them, mm-hmm. but you couldn't really run on Carolina. Zeke said, I don't give a shit about that. I'm going to go run all down your throat. And he did. I um, mean, he looked good. So I, I yeah. would continue to hang on to Zeke. Yep, I agree. Out of Gainwell, Bolden and Collins, who is the best PPR pickup? Uh, Gainwell. PPR. Yeah. yeah. Uh, drop Tyson Williams for Damian. Yeah, yesterday. Yes. Yeah, yes. yesterday I would have says done I have Monty, but it, I don't. Even if you didn't have Monty, yeah, I would say do that. Yeah, you're getting. Um, let's see. I can't keep holding these handcuffs for backs. I don't have you know. Let's see, Madison or Cheryl are just eating up spots on the roster. Yeah, so but if, I mean, if, you if you're telling me, but he's also telling us that the best available running backs in those leagues, like let's right. go back to this, are Brandon Bolden, Alex Collins, and Gainwell. So they're not really right. eating up roster spots because you would just go get these guys who would eat up roster spots. These are guys in Madison and Michelle that should the guys ahead of them go down, we're talking League. 20, 25 touches. So that's yeah. what we're talking about. You're not going to get that at any, any of these guys on the waiver. So Jersey J, like a little bit of perspective here, brother. You have what you need. These are what these roster spots are for. You want guys that are yes. you're turning through to try and find the next up arrow. And I think you need to hang on to Madison. Or, look, if you're tired of the roster spots, go to the Dalvin Cook owner. Go yes. to the Daryl Henderson owner and say, look, I have your guy. I have your peace of mind right here. What can you give me back for? Even if they're sitting on a – if you're if you're so set on having that PPR back, if they're sitting on a Naheem Hines or there's, you know, you're sitting on a, yeah. a PPR back that you like, go out and get them for one of these backups. Yep. Yep, or or pair them, pair a Madison with another piece that you have. That's a Madison little bit less. Michelle, man. Well, Maybe. yeah, right, exactly. But I'm saying like you could really elevate your ro- your own roster by like yeah, going to the Dalvin right. Cook and like let's right. say Dalvin. It's like Dalvin and Miles Sanders is like let's say that was the running back tandem they had, and you're able to get them a Madison and another maybe another like RB two that's a little bit less, and you're like okay, I'll give you this for Miles Sanders. And then you're able, and then you get Gainwell off the waiver, and then all of a sudden you have that locked up for the Philadelphia. So there are a lot of moves that you can make if you don't, if you feel like you're just wasting that roster spot, which I don't think you are with Madison. And like you said, the great point: look who's available on your waiver wire. It's way worse than what you've got now. So I uh, like what you said there. Uh, we got Jose. 
Oh. Marvin Jones or Marquise oh, yeah, sorry. Brown? Marquise Brown. You mean Marquise Brown, the number 10 wide receiver in standard, the number 12 in PPR, and he Marquise. dropped three touchdowns against Detroit, dude? You're sticking with Marquise Brown. Marquise, if you dude. Don't, man, if you don't like it, then, dude, do what he said. Call God, man. Yeah. Call, Call God. God Call God. Dude, I uh, in the matchup show said stay in the flames with Marquise this That's week. That's right. Paid off. Paid off. Jose Chavez says, who do I start? I have Mahomes and Herbert. You're rolling Mahomes out there every week, but Herbert is starting to heat up. That offense yeah. is looking good, and that defense giving him more opportunities. Uh, so the Herbert defense really, is underrated, too, there. Yeah, Herbert is really coming on. Um, Adam Schefter, you hear Adam Schefter in the pregame? No. Saying that Herbert's already a Hall of Fame quarterback in his eyes. Well, Austin last night was trying to say that Herbert was on the same level as Patrick Peters or uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, in some ways, he's not mobile, but in some ways, the throws that he makes, Johnny. I mean, this is the yeah, stuff we nice. were talking about when we came into this year. I understand why you're saying regression for Herbert. But the problem was is that Herbert was doing things that elite-level quarterbacks do already in his rookie season. So it was the ke- the chicken or the egg. Is he going to be able to sustain that and be a really one of the greats, or is he going to come back to earth? And I understand making the, you know, trying to say, well, he'll probably come back to earth, but he looks good. He looks as advertised right there. Cole Pierce says, I know it's early, but would you start Henderson or Patterson? And Henderson in that matchup against Seattle looks really good. I think I would lean Henderson. I would be afraid of chasing the points with Patterson right now because as much as we love Patterson, uh, he's still not getting, you know, exactly 50% of this team's like market share for things, but he is getting in there as the, as the other option in the passing game. So I don't know. Is it PPR? uh, Yeah. I don't know if it's PPR also. um, Come back, check back with us. We'll be on the, we'll be on the Thursday show. We'll let you know there. um, And then just make sure you're on with us. It is still a little early, Cole, but I think initially I'm going with Henderson here, especially in state. What is the uh, – they're against the Jets, dude. Atlanta? I might I might go – the 49ers are who on a short week is who um, – it's a Thursday thirst for Henderson. No, they don't play the 49ers. They play Seattle, bro. The Rams play oh, Seattle. Oh, that's right. Thursday Seattle night. on yeah. Thursday night. Oh, that's, that's a great match. I would yeah. go with Henderson. Yeah. I probably would. R says, it. someone dropped Latavius. Oh, we, we've answered that yeah. earlier. Yeah, we uh, said yeah. that one. What's TCP. Up, Cats pajamas. Do it's it 420. Here. Says, hi, guys. What's going on? What's up? What's up? And uh, we've got Schultz or Knox in the six-point PPR. So he was asking about this because Schultz is also available. Uh, I, I would go with schultz here i I, I think earlier i was talking i think it's by a hair but i think schultz's usage has me a little bit more excited here okay fair enough uh should i drop Jonu smith for dawson knox yes did get into the end zone last week too he did but i am concerned with how this offense is struggling to really push the ball down the field unlike uh unlike knox or schultz johnny again i think i think i'm going schultz yeah. Andre Silva says, I just traded JT, Jonathan Taylor, and Visca for CMC. It feels good, and especially in a PPR. I would love this deal for you. You hope that you can sustain the rest of the injury here for CMC, but I think you did get enough. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, asking again about Zeke for Cook. No, you keep on to Zeke. Uh, IDP questions they were asking here. Yeah, he um, he asked. Uh, it's right here. It's uh, like Quincy here. Williams, uh, New York Jets linebacker. Yeah, Is he worth right an ad? Um, 
I'm going to see. Hold on. Let me just search something really quick. So and Quincy then... Williams has five or more tackles in the last three games. He had 12 tackles against Tennessee and a sack. They've got Atlanta, New England, Cincy, and Indy. Yeah, there's a few good squad, a few, you know, troublesome squads in here. I think I might pick up Quincy Williams. I, I don't really know IDP. I don't know who you'd have to drop, but I think what you're seeing is production out of a, out of a guy who's, who's really stepping up in a couple teams that are winnable matchups for the Jets here. 38% snap share is a little bit low, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing with uh, defenses. I think that you can, you can definitely stream these players a lot easier. So uh, yeah, I think, uh, and they're always down. So he's going to be rushing the uh, GB a lot. Mr. Miyagi, Trevon point with the Inoki soup. That's exactly what I had. It's Oh, uh, look at that. Look at that. 10 uh, team PPR is Devonta Smith and Claypool a drop. Oof. I'll ask, team? I'll ask you. Yeah, I think you could drop them both. It would depend on what you had available. You know, you, I, it's always depending on that. But I think if you needed the spot, if you need a running back help and 10 team, yeah. Should I try Cole asking, should I try to trade AJ Brown and Patterson for a guy like Terry or Diggs? I would not. I think AJ Brown's going to be fine. Jersey Jay says I shouldn't do that trade even if I'm one to three. One and three. I'm one oh, to three. Zeke for Cook. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what you're trying to get out of Cook that you're not getting already out of Zeke. That's right. My and, like, and Cook is is already like he was banged up again in yesterday's game. Uh, he did come back, but still, uh, it's just not. I don't know what you're yeah. trying to get here. Like Cook hasn't hit his ceiling. He probably won't with the ankle. You know, if anything, they might scale his usage back and, and put Madison in more of a tandem with them. Vopsy, what you need to do is hit that subscribe, hit that bell. We will get you out of this hole of one and three. We'll get you in the playoffs, man. Just follow us, hit that subscribe, hit that bell. We'll maneuver this and so you don't have to trade Zeke and and then do something like that. To... Is Saquon a sell high player, Johnny? I do not believe so. I think Zeke is one of those guys you're going to want to oh, go and try Saquon. to acquire. Or sorry, Saquon is one of those guys you're going to uh, want to try and go and acquire. Austin coming back saying, I did not say he was on the same level. I said in three to five years, we might be asking Mahomes or Herbert, which is similar to what Schefter was saying when he said that he was Hall of Fame uh, already, is that when you're looking at a, to start a franchise right now, it would be Mahomes and Herbert that you're looking at at quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I think... Are you trading Najee for Zeke? Yeah, if you could get Zeke and, and give away Najee Harris, I'd do mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Yeah, better offensive I have, line. Yeah, I, have, I have trust issues big time with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Drop Higby. drop Higby for Knox. This is a question for you, Johnny. I would not, no. Uh, well, Higby, tell, me tell me why. Well, like you said, Knox's, Knox's uh, stats are all inflated because of the four touchdowns. Whereas you're seeing on the opposite side there, you're seeing that uh, Higby is not getting necessarily the touchdowns, but he is being targeted in the red zone. He had another red zone uh, yeah, target in this game, on that just one. overthrown. The thing I like about Higby is that he is getting 80% of the snap share there. He is consistently seeing between five and six targets a game. The metrics are all aligning. It's just a matter of time before they all start to, you know, fire on the same level. We've had, you know, Cooper Cup really taking a lot of those touchdowns. We've had a, a couple of long bombs that have been taken off keep the board. Eye, keep an uh, eye on Higby. He's got an ankle issue. So uh, it's a short yeah. week. He, he might be able to go through it, but just keep an eye on that. 
what yeah. defenses to stream this week. Check back with us. We're not breaking down the matchups just yet, but we will be, and make sure you're checking with us later in the week. Um, just quickly, though, I will say I do New, think- England, New England's the huge streamer of the week. They play Houston. That's a good defense to go grab right now. So that would be my top one just off the top of my head. I also, um, yeah, I was going to say another one, but yeah, I, go for yeah, it. That was, that was a good one. Well, I, I, oh, go ahead, Johnny. I was going to say the Arizona Cardinals are another team, uh, another defense that you could kind of look at with going against San Francisco, obviously the rookie quarterback. We do know that uh, San Francisco, or I mean, the Arizona Cardinals can put up points. So if Lance is having to throw from behind, uh, chances are he will probably throw one pick or two uh, in that game. So, so AJ Dillon is worth a roster spot in 12 man half point PPR leagues. Question mark. Should I drop Drake for him? This is a question for you. I, (laughs) because Drake, that was another big surprise. Drake getting very little usage yesterday. Yeah, I mean, this is just like all Josh Jacobs show. We, well, and I think we exactly saw what they want to do when they get a team like the chargers. They want to try and run and play keep away. They weren't successful because they didn't get a lot of opportunities. Um, yeah, I think Drake is just not who we thought he was going to be. Like, I think, I think it's well, time to cut bait on Drake. Now, if you, it would be, I would know, I would want to know your logic for picking up Dylan. Like, are, do you have Aaron Jones? Are you trying to get secure? Do you think, do I ask if AJ Dylan and Drake have standalone value versus each other? They're probably about the same right now. Like, yeah. it's not like AJ Dylan has monstrous standalone value right now um, that we've seen. So it would just depend. Are you in a PPR league? Yeah, he said 12-man half-point PPR. I might keep on to Drake because he's probably going to get more usage in the passing game. The only thing that I would say on why I would maybe rather have A.J. Dillon over Drake is now that we've seen Josh Jacobs go out, we know Drake is never going to get that full workload, whereas if anything happens to A.J. Uh, know. Yeah, then, I think that's yeah. definitely true. That's the upside you're getting when you take A.J. Dillon for sure. Yeah. Also, uh, Sorry. Also, should I, should I hold Tyson Williams on the bench one more week? No, I mean, I think no. Williams could be cut right now for a, a multitude of players. Hold or sell Ayuk and Allen Robinson. Big Sam, 38, appreciate you joining us. Um, Man. I, I would am, hold on to Ayuk because I want to see what Trey Lance and him do, can do together in a full game. Allen Robinson's one that gets a little tough for me um let me look at the metrics real quick on robinson i do think robinson is such a buy low right now because he is just it's like criminal last he is last week he saw his fewest snap percentage at 69 snap percentage went three of three for 63 yards had his highest yardage total lowest target total lowest uh, second lowest catch total um i don't know i i I can't really trust Nagy and the bears i think i would try to sell Allen robinson if you can all the right. problem is this value is so low. I have Saquon and, and Jonathan Taylor, but I'm in desperate need of a good wide receiver. I mean, we like we said in uh, up above, you've got AJ Green. Uh, if he's available, Hunter Renfro is another one, especially in PPR. If he's available, there's some guys out there. So make sure um, wide receivers will be out later. You can definitely receivers. cycle through mm-hmm. wide receivers a lot more easier than you can running back. Yeah. Start three of these players uh, for week five. PPR. So we can't we can't get into this right now, but I think off the you just because we're we're gonna have to break down the matchups and we'll get back with you later in the week. Make sure you're subbed on YouTube and we yeah. will go uh live before the the games on Sunday. Appreciate you, Rob. Um just quickly get through the rest of these 
trade Madison and Patrick for Javante Williams and yes, yes, absolutely. I would absolutely yes, I would do this. Yeah, there you go. Andre Silva Woods or A Rob rest of season, <laughs> Johnny. That's a question for you because you still have faith in both of these guys. I do. This is a difficult one. I think I think A Rob has the higher ceiling. I think that Woods is the safer floor wide receiver. Uh, I just trust the time. offense more, and I right, think that's where. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, actually, if you look at if it's PPR, you definitely want Woods because he's had double digit PPR points in three or four games, even in the games he struggled in. He's had twelve points, yeah. so he's going to be involved in the offense. He runs a lot of snaps. Allen Robinson should be involved, but Matt Nagy is being a real dodo right now and just not, I mean, not scheming that offense correctly. Is it time to pa- panic with CD and Ridley? Should I start the trade combos? I mean, if you could sell Ridley on the perceived value of his volume, mm-hmm. yes, I would. I would hang tight on CD. I know you spent a lot of capital, but this is kind of what I was concerned about when I was telling people you're spending a lot of money on, on, on CD lamb at the beginning of the year, but, I think CD I would kind of try and stick with because I think you can get more value out of Ridley right now. Yeah, I do too. And yeah, if you can get out from under Ridley right now, I would um, just because it's just not there, like the volume. Although the uptick in targets the last three weeks have been very, very nice. He's got 10, 11, and 13. Um, Gets the Jets this week. We know that the Jets can be had at the corner. We saw Corey Davis uh, just have a, a huge day against them. So maybe you're able to um, sell them high after that game, after this week, and then they enter a week six bye. So um, you might be able to sell them higher next week. Week than six this bye, week. sell them high. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> go down to the bay. I just may. I just may. Want well, to run, run, roll around the hay? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> We did it. All right. We did it. Uh, there you have it. Whisper Nation, the week five already. Wow. Can't believe it. Week five waiver wire show is now complete. Appreciate all of you guys for joining in on today's show. Once again, if you like fantasy football content, you want more fantasy football content, hit that subscribe, hit that bell. So you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. Make sure you're following us over on Twitter's at Johnny underscore game time. You can find Travis. I can, I need a point. There you go. Uh, you find Travis on Twitter at Trav at big Travi TFW. Make sure you get over to that discord channel. Follow us there. Bunch of fantasy football people that love to talk about fantasy football and all that stuff for big Travi. I'm Johnny game time Hicks. Good luck with your waivers this week. Whisper nation. We're out. Peace. Peace. Trey Lance league winner. You won't. You won't. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. If you still have a lot to say about fantasy football, maybe you want to give Johnny a little bit of crap for his take today, then go on over to our Discord channel and join the conversation there. Click the link in the description below. And if you still want more content, check out one of these videos.